Welcome to What's a Beautiful Life Anyway. I'm your host, Jill Bennett. This is the channel that shares ideas to help you live your best life. Because life can be beautiful if you live consciously. So welcome to this episode of What's a Beautiful Life Anyway. Now, one of the keys to success, happiness and fulfillment in life is all to do with relationships. And I am absolutely thrilled today to have Naomi Stonia with me. Good day, Naomi. Hey, Jill, how are you doing? Thanks so much for having me on. Oh, it's an absolute delight. I nearly said good afternoon. I have no idea what time of day it is. Um, so, Naomi, we know... Um, you are passionate about helping ambitious women to have better relationships with all the important people in their life. And we know that relationships are really, really key to having a successful life. And you have a brilliant five simple steps to better relationships without the other person doing anything, which I find fascinating. So we'll delve into that a little bit more. But tell us, first of all, maybe we should run through all the steps and then cover each one in, in one at a time. So tell us about the five steps. Well, these five steps are what I have created through going through this experience myself, changing many dysfunctional relationships in my life about the other person doing anything. So this is a path I've walked myself. And now I've spent, I've spent hundreds of hours teaching other women how to do the same thing. So what I've done here is I've distilled down all that knowledge into five simple steps. So this is a great place to get started. It's a great place to get us thinking because it's all about, the first step is all about just considering this stuff, uh, thinking about it, thinking about how it works. So I can run through these steps for you now. There's five of them. Brilliant. And the first one is so simple. This stuff is very simple. It may not be easy, but it is simple. And it's the belief that other people can't create your emotions. Do you know that? how true is that? Was it Jack Canfield who said um, the equation for life is that E plus R equals O? There are um, events in life. And if you add your reaction to that event, it determines the outcome. And it's, it, I mean, a really simple example. Someone cuts you up in traffic. What's the point of getting mad? The only person you're upsetting is yourself. What's the person of, what's the, what's the point of worrying about it? So you're absolutely right. I love that. It's all about the meaning we give, isn't it? Yeah. It's not the life events it's not the experiences we have it's the meaning that we give to them and we know this is on the most simplest level let's take the, the most simplest example of a joke one yes. person finds it hilarious the other person doesn't find it funny at all so what I urge people to do is is to consider this because when we have difficult relationships in our lives this can feel extremely difficult to accept. And when we're in that place where it feels very real, 
that this person's actions and the things that are doing are creating our emotions. I urge people to go away and sit with this and see what comes up. And when we experience a lot of resistance, you really want to pay attention to that. And you really want to I always recommend writing it all down, getting it all down. And then you can see what your brain's coming up with. And if it's all about them, then it's the worst place to be because we it renders us powerless. And I was just going to say journaling is the perfect thing, isn't it? So set a timer for 10 or 15 minutes. Write a question at the top of the page to get your mind thinking, you know, what is it I find so difficult about X? Yeah, it literally can take five minutes, can't it? And your brain and and you 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 may be blank, your brain will resist doing it. Oh, it's just too much effort it won't work and that's our brains just resisting looking into this stuff but Jill you might be the other side of the equation and it might make total sense to you we're adults we're responsible for ourselves of course this other person can't create my emotions but in the moment and this happens to us all myself included I'm not some zen guru who doesn't experience emotions in the moment something is said something is done and boom we're full of emotion so these five steps are a way of bringing this stuff that see it makes so much sense right now in this calm moment into that moment where we may have a lot of history with someone it may be very sensitive when we can just condition the ability to go through these five steps that's how you bring this stuff into the moment and that takes us to the next step Jill yep If other people aren't creating our emotions, what's happening? How are we creating them? Yeah. Yeah. So I can run that through through, through for you now. Yes. We are taught that our emotions are pre-programmed and we're taught they're outside of our control. But it's not actually true. We do emotion. We create emotion. And we do three things to create our emotions. Our focus. What are we believing? What are we choosing to focus on in the moment? Our language. Our language matters. So I have to, I must, I need to, I've got to, I should you know, or they should, they need to, why aren't they? Yeah, the language matters, it creates our emotions. And of course, our physiology, it's so simple, but we know you hold yourself so differently when you're happy to when you're sad. Tony Robbins does a lot on that, doesn't he? I am a Tony Robbins trainer. Ah, okay, so I did his Unleash the Power Within, and you're right. If you're sitting all sort of, you know, and your voice is low and, but you just need to put your shoulders back, stand up, do a few star jumps and emotionally you're in a completely different place. So that's what Tony does, doesn't he? He, his, his events run for 12, he can run for 12 hours, 14, 16 hours in a day. And what he does is he gets you up jumping moving around and he gets you know we think oh I could never last for 16 hours and what he teaches you is actually you're capable of far far more and he's 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 breaking your limiting beliefs by doing these long days and making people jump up and down and and find that energy so you these three things are what create our emotions and if we 
switch our focus off the other person and onto these three things, you will find a lot out about yourself. It takes a lot of pressure off the moment. Mm. No, I agree. It's, uh, I don't know. I don't know how many times I've said, especially to my children who are no longer children, they're young adults, but you know, don't get upset by what they've said or what they've done. It's, it's what they think of you is none of your business. You know, just focus on you and um, what you need. (coughs) What I always say to people, Jill, is it's rather than uh, saying, I must stop, I must change. Because we, because what we do is we layer this stuff up, we stack it up, and we have shame and judgment about our feelings. We have feelings about our feelings. So when we struggle, and we feel ashamed that we're struggling, that's how we go to judgment and blame to justify and what we work on the way I work with my clients is awareness and understanding so much easier to say why can't I stop eating that cookie to become aware of the pattern the sequence of events that takes you to the cookie so when we just work on awareness and understanding okay this is how I'm creating this it makes it much easier to shift so understanding why have I had such a strong reaction to what that person said instead of oh I mustn't have a reaction I mustn't be bothered by this is it's an easier place to be yeah yeah that's a really good point actually I remember I think I was only about 15 and a boy saying just off the cuff in a, in a group environment that I had a big nose and I then had a fixation for 10 yeah. years about my nose. Yeah. How ridiculous. You and everybody else, you and everybody else Jill, you know, t- Tony will call it a key belief. We have these moments, often when we're very young, where we make this decision about ourselves. And in that moment, you made the decision that you had a big nose. And then that becomes a part of your personality. And it took you 10 years to uncover this moment and go, oh, hang on a minute, maybe I don't have a big nose. So we take this stuff with us. It's quite incredible. And that takes us actually perfectly onto the next step, which is question everything because we have unconscious negative uh, belief and stories about ourselves and about everybody else that we take into every experience so I would love to know how that affected your dating life initially when you thought I've got a big nose and I've got to stand in a certain way so they don't see my profile all this crazy stuff that we do so really doing the work to uncover the negative unconscious beliefs we have because this is how no matter how hard we try when we say this time I am not going to be irritated or annoyed when they do what they always do but our brain is taking that story that we have all those experiences we've had in the past into that encounter and when it's unconscious that's how we have the same experience again and again you know we have a difficult time in our job so we change jobs and we have the same experience again because we're taking all that negative unconscious stuff with us so really understanding that our brain is waiting for it to happen and that's how we jump to conclusion and we make assumptions we are ready to have the experience we're primed for it 
Okay. We have a paradigm, don't we? We've got paradigms in our unconscious mind. It's a bit like you see someone who's in an abusive relationship will finally get the courage, have the courage to get out of it, but they will probably end up in another abusive relationship. And you're right, it's because we're programmed. We have that paradigm. Men are always cruel to me or women are always cruel to me. Um, and we it's are sponges soaking this stuff in, Jill. So yeah. we soak this stuff in and then we create a system of beliefs and we're navigating the world by this system of beliefs, most of which we don't even realize we have. So we have these rules and these beliefs. We've all got a different set. They don't match, they clash. You, you break my rule, I'm tr triggered. I don't know why, you don't know I've got this rule. I don't even know I've got it. Yeah. And I'm, we're having this experience, but for, and, we, and this is how we have all the problems. Yeah. So questioning everything, you know, whatever comes up for me, I'm like, oh, I, you know, I've conditioned the ability to go, oh, okay, I can see this. Is this true? You know, is this, is this belief serving me? Yeah. Mm. So it takes some work and that takes us on to step four. And that is do the work ahead of time plan yeah. okay when we have been doing this stuff for decades when we've been running these patterns they whiz past lightning quick so when I work with my clients and I say okay so how are you creating this emotion <laughs> to begin with people go I don't know I just you know I'm in it you know before I know it bang and this stuff whizzes past lightning quick and that's how we it just seems to happen to us. So setting the intention ahead of time to plan, okay, I know I have this experience, let me pay attention. And when we set the intention to focus on ourselves and go, okay, I've, my body's flooded with tension. Okay, let me get really aware right now. We drop back into our bodies. We live in our heads, cut off from our bodies. When we start to pay attention to our bodies, it can give us so much. And, you know, if you practice and you repeat, you, you can catch the thought. You know, you can catch the language and go, okay, I, I've just noticed I've gone into, oh God, I've got to do this. I must do this. Mm -hmm. Oh, I should do this. I should do that. Or why aren't they doing it? Yeah. yeah. And when we catch that, um, that's how we start to understand. And what I always encourage people to do, because the brain will take you to the biggest place, to the most difficult place, you know, that family gathering, you know, a funeral or a wedding, you know, the big moments that can be really difficult. What I ask people to do, start small, start small. So just like the example you gave, how do you feel when you've when you're stuck in a traffic jam? How do you feel when you get caught in the rain and your outfit gets ruined? You know, what are the small moments where you are experiencing those flash of, uh, of the emotions? Because we run the patterns everywhere, small and large. Yeah. And if you start small and you get curious moment to moment, that adds up. And you're able to, you know, it's it's like going to the gym, the emotional gym. You yes. need to work, work out. Yeah. And going to the gym once isn't going to work. But if you go to the no. gym consistently. And I think 
with all of these situations, the traffic jam, the court in the rain, there's always something good you can find in that moment. With traffic jams, I put an audio book on and I'll learn something or I'll put, you know, I'm learning Spanish at the moment. I'll put some Spanish on and I just think, oh, well, you know, I can make the most of this time. Actually here, we don't tend to get traffic jams, but um, very rarely. I think I've been in two in three years. So, And, and you're able to do that because you have, haven't run a disempowering pattern I just want you to think about it's a great example to think you know you're sitting in that traffic jam you're late for the meeting and when your body floods with tension and your focus what you're believing in the moment is this you're creating this scenario of you running into the meeting late and sweaty and looking incapable and this is how we then spiral down into I'm a failure this yeah. always happens to me. And when we're running these patterns that are time consuming and energy draining, we can't get to, oh, let me use this moment to learn a bit of Spanish right yeah. now. So it's it's starting small in a small moment. You know, you don't go to the gym and carry the heaviest and try to lift the heaviest weight. Yeah. So you start in a small moment, you plan and you set the intentions ahead of time. And that takes us to step five creating the desire to do the work mm. and so our brain likes to have the guaranteed result ahead of time it's a survival technique it's what's kept us alive in the world we don't do anything different or risky unless the result is guaranteed it's what's kept us alive as a race and so being able to get really clear on what kind of relationship you want for starters because we can talk for a long time about the problem but when we're asked if you're anything like I was okay so what do you want we can be stumped I know I was I was completely yeah. stumped. Yeah. what do you want because you're trying to focus on the problem yeah would that be different for different people I guess it would so what do you want in a in a partner relationship what would you want in a relationship with your children would it be well, whichever different? relationship it is that is causing you uh, to experience these thoughts and feelings ask yourself how will I know when this is a good relationship what does a good relationship look like here yeah. and check in with are you being realistic are you being reasonable OK, and once you get really clear on what a good relationship looks like, you can then ask yourself, what will life be? And often we don't want to even go there. Oh, it's not possible. It's yeah. not possible. You know, it's not a, a good relationship isn't possible with this person. And that's our brains protecting us. But if you get clear, it's much easier for our brains to reach a goal when it's clear. And then the second piece of it, Jill, is to understand the value of doing the work. Because poor quality relationships are a time and energy drain. Yeah. Okay, yeah. they take, literally take our time and energy and they're very sneaky. They show up everywhere. So when we've got poor quality relationships with our family of origin, we repeat them. And this is how we don't have the work experiences. We have poor quality friendships. We struggle in our parenting and in our intimate relationships. So understanding the value of the work when we 
change the story and we change our experience in a relationship without the other person doing anything it can create a lot of confidence for us yeah yeah I mean my experience was when I changed uh when I stopped I took control of my experience in relationships in my life my whole life changed I left the job I'd been in for 15 years I started my own business my family and I we took our daughter out of school and we moved to Italy and we we fulfilled a lifelong dream and of course that's not for everybody but when you get your confidence back you start making big bold decisions quickly and easily yeah yeah every area of your life yeah and that's what life's about isn't it it's about being happy it's about seizing the moment it's about Naomi, we're running out of time. And this is such a fascinating conversation because it is, you know, just so, so true. We could talk forever, couldn't we? We could. You know, relationships are the key part of living. And there was a study that I read about in a book called Outliers by Malcolm Gladwell. And he talks about um, different groups of people and why they're different and, and the research that went on to find out why they were different. And one of them was a group of um, Italians living in America and they just had much better health and less heart disease than most Americans and the research looked into this do they they don't eat the typical American diet of burgers and pizza and whatever but when they when they investigated they did eat the American diet as well as the Italian and they they researched and researched and couldn't work out what was going on and then some other researchers from another university went to the area these people lived in and they walked down the street first thing in the morning and they noticed all these benches and people sitting chatting and they realized it was a sense of community it was the fact that these people had relationships with each other and there was no isolation and no one was lonely you know they just had good relationships and community and that made them all live longer and much healthier lives so the work you're doing is amazing how can you help our listeners how can they yeah I've worked with people Mm one-to-one and so I offer a consult call which in itself is very valuable what we do is we look at where you're at now where you want to get to and how relationship coaching can bridge the gap between the two and we explore all the specifics of working together so my website and I'll share the link is plumocoaching.com you can book a consult call with me there and I have a free download the five simple steps to creating better relationships which goes through everything we talked about today and you can get that at plumocoaching.com Fantastic. Well, I'll put links to all of that in the show notes so people know where to find you. And um, yeah, thanks so much for joining us today, Naomi. Really great to talk to you. That was our episode this week on relationships with the lovely Naomi Stonia. Thanks for listening and tune in again on Monday for the next episode.